Welcome to the Life Point Louisville podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Sean McGill. For more information about this podcast and for other resources, visit lifepointlou.org. Well, hey, if there was one word that I think could define uh, today's message, and um, I've got the teaching TV and I've got the pulpit, and so usually I have one or the other, so I don't know if I'm teaching or preaching today, so we'll just, we'll figure it out along the way. But if there's one word that I think could define today and really define this season and a word I want you to leave with today and have in your heart, it's the word Emmanuel. Emmanuel. You know, I I, I love Jess's testimony because a lot of what she shared today, I think really is at the heart of my sermon and the heart of what I believe that God has for our house today. And this word Emmanuel, it simply means God with us. Everybody say God with us. Look at your neighbor and say, say, say God is. Come on, look at your other neighbor and say God was. Look at somebody behind you. I don't know how this works. Just look at another person and say God will be. And then look at another person and say with us. God is. God was. God will be. He's with us. That is the beauty of Christmas. And you need God to be with you during this time of year. Come on, anybody need God to be with them? If you're not raising your hand, you haven't been to the mall lately. I needed God to be with me in Simpsonville the other day when I tried to find a parking spot at the outlet mall. I mean, that place was empty for the first two years of living here, and now you park in the grass like three cornfields down the road. I mean, it's crazy. I drove into the parking lot, and I was praying, God, be with me. I am blessed and highly favored. I will get a front row spot today. God, I love you. These other people, I don't even know if they love you. Let them walk. You know what I mean? But I'm blessed today. Some of you, you've been praying, God, God, be with me when I'm traveling. Anybody going to travel and you're going to get in the car and you're going to say, God, I need you to be with me. Give us traveling mercies. That blind date that someone went on recently, I bet you were praying, God, be with me. We need God to be with us. You're going to take some final exams, students, before, you know, the semester ends here in a second. I promise you, you're going to pray, God, be with me. I want to give you some help right now as your pastor. God is with you, but you also have to study. All the parents said amen. God is with you. God is with you. God may need to be with you in that interview, may need to be with you in that life change, may need to be with you to open that door. And the beauty of Christmas, Emmanuel, God is with us. Uh, how, how, How do I know that? Or why am I tying in? that with Christmas. Well, in the book of Isaiah, it was written 740 years before the Christmas story. The prophet seven centuries before the Christmas story, before Matthew would come on the scene and write the words, God with us, seven centuries before the prophet stepped up and prophesied this in the book of Isaiah. He said, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him what? Emmanuel. And so for seven centuries, they waited. What many of you 
don't understand or maybe you've never thought of as we close the Old Testament, the book of Malachi, and as you open up the New Testament, the book of Matthew, it seems like just a page in our Bible, but it was actually 400 years of silence. It was 400 years of wondering, is God just going to be distant and far off and not there, or is he really with us? And so for centuries, they waited for the prophecy to be fulfilled. For centuries, they waited for Isaiah's words to come true. And so when the book of Matthew opens and when we read the Christmas story, these were powerful words. As the angel Matthew writes, meets with Joseph, and as he meets with Joseph, and he says this to Joseph, your wife, she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. It is the name. It is the name that is higher than any other name. It is the name that every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. Jesus Christ is Lord because he will save his people from their sins. And he goes on to say this, and all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet Isaiah. He said through the prophet of Isaiah, what? The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel which means, this is in your Bible, God with us. What does it mean, God with us? Well, this would be beautiful news because this is what would send the shepherds back into the fields rejoicing. It's what would cause ultimately the wise men to bow down on their knees and worship that God, and you have to get this, was no longer far away was no longer distant, was no longer just uninvolved, that what they had waited for for centuries would be fulfilled. See, what you have to understand in the Old Testament is the idea of God with us would have been very foreign to them because in the Old Testament, even Moses, Moses would hide his face. The idea of seeing God, he couldn't even imagine it. Only the high priest would be able to go into the holies of holies once a year to visit with God. And so these words that the prophet would prophesy that would would, would be about Christmas, would be about Jesus that is to come, these words would have been huge because God now would not just be far away and distant and uninvolved. No, but he would be with us all. And so if you're taking notes, I love this. See, Christmas was not just a sign, or was just a sign that Christmas was not just God watching over them, but it was God with them. Say, no longer am I just watching over you, but now I'm with you. That's why John's words, and we don't look at them as, as a part of the Christmas story, is so beautiful because in John chapter one, he writes, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and he was with God in the beginning and he goes on to say this, and the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We've seen the glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. The message of Christmas is God was with them, but God is also with you. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Among us. May you feel the weight this Christmas that God, he's with you. Last week we looked at the book of Luke as we read 
Mary's account, and the angel came to Mary and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Not only was the Lord with Mary, but the Lord is with you right now. Maybe you walked in today, and that's hard to believe because it doesn't feel that way to you. Maybe you've walked through a difficult season this year, and the idea of God God being with you, it's almost hard to believe today. It's hard to believe that God is, is with you in the middle of your pain. It's hard to believe that God is with you in the middle of your divorce. It's hard to believe that God is with you in the middle of that difficult season that you've been walking through at work where you've wondered if we're ever going to bounce back. It's hard to believe that God is with you as you walk through infertility. It's hard to believe that God may be with you as you step into those relationship issues at the holidays and it's a brother that you haven't talked to in 40 years. It's a sister that a few years ago you guys fell out of touch with because she said something that she should have never said and here you are. And the idea of God with you, you're like, it just seems distant. I know God is with us, but I don't know if he's with me. Or maybe you feel like God isn't with you because you're ashamed. You're ashamed of some things that you've done recently. You're ashamed because you're like, there's no way God could be with me because you don't know what I've been walking through and you don't know what I've been doing and you don't know the trial that I've been facing. And so there's no way God could be with me. Before you leave today, I hope that everyone in this room, no matter who you are, what you've done, what situation your life feels like it's in right now, whether you're on a high or whether you're on a low, that you would be reminded that God is with you in the valley, God is with you on the mountaintop, and he's with you everywhere in between. See, Christmas, if anything, is a beautiful reminder that God, he is, he is, he's with you. Willie, he's with you. He's with you. God is with you. No matter what you're walking through, the Bible says this in a very famous passage of Scripture. Even though you walk through the darkest valleys, you can fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. He's with you. His rod and his staff, it's there to comfort you. If this has been a difficult season, you have to know as he's with you, he's also there to comfort you. Second Corinthians says this, and it's so beautiful. It says, praise be to God, our Father, Lord Jesus, uh, our, uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. The God of all comfort who what? Comforts us in all of our troubles. That word comfort is from, from the Greek word parakaleo, which means to call alongside, two words alongside and call. This idea of God is there to comfort you means that he's literally called alongside of you. He's not just with you in a sense, no. The Holy Spirit is there called alongside of you. So when you walk into that difficult business meeting, when you walk into that difficult conversation, when you walk through that valley of the shadow of death, he has been called 
he has positioned himself to not be distant, to not be far off, to not be uninvolved. No, he's called alongside you. And so God is with you. Not only is God with you, but did you know that God was with you? See, he's with you, yes, but he's also the God that was with you. You know, sometimes it's easier to believe in a God that, that is with you when you stop and take a look in the rearview mirror yeah. and say, I can, I can know that he is with me because I've looked in my past and I, I'm remembering the fact that he was with me. Anybody ever been there? You're like, in this moment, it's hard to believe that God is with me, but I know if I take a look in the past that God has been with me. God was with you when you walked through that difficult situation. God was with you when you were waiting for that answer. And so you can know that God is with you because you can remember today that God was with you. It's one of the best ways to walk through a valley. One of the best ways you can walk through a valley is to remember when you don't feel God is, is to remember that he was. And there's been a moment in all of our lives where we can remember that God was. He was with you when somebody invited you to church and you gave your life to Christ for the first time and everything changed. I can't help but to think about the story in the Old Testament. Joseph, if you've never read the story of Joseph, I encourage you to go back to the book of Genesis and read it. But, but the story of Joseph is, is a crazy story. You, you take a, a, a young man that is quite a dreamer. I mean, he's, he's a big dreamer. And, and he's beaten up by his brothers. I don't, I don't know. His brothers got mad. I don't know if Josie got, jo, Josie, Joseph uh, got like, you know, uh, puffed up or arrogant or something. But for whatever reason, you know, the bros decided, hey, we're going to beat you up. We're going to throw you in a pit. And so they throw him in a pit. And then not only do they throw him in a pit, one brother's like, let's just leave him to die. And then the other one's like, no, let's just sell him. And so they decide to sell him. And so they sell him into slavery. And then he ends up in Egypt. And then guess what? He's wrongly accused. He ends up in prison. I mean, his life, for the most part, it's one story of trial after trial. I mean, imagine you getting beat up and put in a pit to die. Then you getting sold into slavery. Then you getting wrongly accused. Then you getting in prison. I mean, that's just a story, right? And so where was God in the middle of all of that? Where was God in the middle of him being in the pit? Where was God in the middle of him being in the prison? Where was God when he was sold into slavery? Well, I'll tell you where God was. Genesis 39, 21 says this, but the Lord was with Joseph. See, the fact that God is with us and God was with us doesn't mean that you won't ever have problems. It doesn't mean that you won't ever go through trials. In this world, you will have troubles. That's what Jesus told his disciples. You're going to walk through difficult stuff. But Christmas, it's a reminder. God is with you. God was with you. See, God was with us when we started this church in the middle of a pandemic. God was with us when Samuel, a few years ago, was born after seven years of infertility. See, God, God was, I can't help but to think about the day, I, uh, a couple days before I proposed to Jennifer, I was thinking about this the other day, I had bought your wedding ring, 
And right after I bought the ring, I got fired from my job. God was with us. Come on, we had way more love than we had money. Anybody ever been there? But God was with us. God was with me when I spent a season in a boy's home. God was with you when you almost died. He was with you. And God's been with you. He's been with you as you've walked through your season. Erica, God was with you when he brought Eloise. I know your story. God was with you, Jess, as you shared your testimony. And I can go around the room, and for a lot of you, my wife and I have sat down with you. We've had coffee. We've heard your story. And I literally, for about 80% of you, I could testify how God has been with you. God was with you. God was with you. God was with you. I could just go around the room. You want to know the best ways to remind yourself that God is with you? To tell yourself of all the moments God was with you. Today, the thing that you might need to do is go out of here, get out a legal pad, and write down all the times that God was with you. And then just start reading them out loud. Get up in the morning and encourage yourself when God was with you. So God is with you. God was with you. You could probably guess it. But I also know that God will be with you. I want you to look at this scripture in the Old Testament. The Lord himself goes before you. He's going before you into your future. He goes before you and he will be with you. He will never leave you. May that soak in today. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. I don't know what 2023 will hold for you. I don't know what trial you may walk through. I don't know the marriage problem you may face. I don't know the cancer diagnosis someone in your family may get. I don't know the job situation. I don't know if that spouse you've been waiting on will ever come through in 2023. I don't know. I don't know what 2023 will hold. But you know what I do know? That no matter what it holds, God will be with you. He'll be with you. I love the question Paul asked. He said in Romans 8, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall troubles, anybody ever had a trouble? Shall hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness? I hope 2023 isn't nakedness for anybody. But I'm sorry, just things I think. The danger or the sword. Who shall separate you? Trouble, hardship, no money, famine? No. In all these things, 
I just wonder if he would have, that would have been like a shout like, no, nothing in all these things. We're more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced. Oh, I'm convinced. Neither death nor life, neither highs nor lows, neither angels or demons, neither present or future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ our Lord. Why? Because Jesus is Emmanuel. God with us. You know why nothing, no problem, no circumstance, no nothing that blindsides you can separate you because he is Emmanuel. This Christmas, he is Emmanuel. As you go into the holiday season, may it just not be lights and presents, but may it be a beautiful reminder. He is Emmanuel. He is with you. He was with you. He will be with you no matter what you face, no matter what difficult situation you walk through. Come on, I'm probably preaching better than you're responding. He is with you. He's with you. You never need a message like this till you need it. And I pray when you need it, you're reminded God is with you. He's with you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. No thing. No thing. That's my English there. Can separate you. Your doubts, your mistakes, your failures, your sin. Nothing. No thing can separate you from the love of God because God is with you and God was with you and God will be with you. I was reading the one year Bible and I closed with this this week. You know, I think it's, it's always great to tether every application with the authority of Jesus. And as I think about the authority that is in Jesus and I think about the beauty of Christmas, I'm reminded of this scripture that I read on Thursday in the one-year Bible where Jesus, through the writer John, emphatically declared this, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says Emmanuel, who is and who was and who is to come. Alpha and Omega, first letter of the Greek, last letter. I am the first and the last. I'm everything in between. I am, I was, I will be. And so I have no question in my heart that God is with you. But I do have a question for you today. Here's my question. And Jess gave it to you earlier. My question is this. Not is God with you, because he is. But my question is, are you with God? Are you with him? God is with you, but he will not force his way into your circumstances. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. 
He'll never abandon you. He'll never leave you high and dry. But you get to make a choice this Christmas. He is with you, but are you with him? My prayer is that you would invite the God who is, the God who was, and the God who will be, that you would invite him into your life. I want to show you one more thing real quick, and I got to go back here a few slides. you to look at this. Matthew said, she will give birth to a son and his name shall be Jesus. So his name is Jesus. And, and, and that name, that name really, it, it, it brings salvation, right? Jesus, the name of Jesus, Savior, the one that saves people from their sins. And so, so Jesus, yes, he needs to be your savior. He needs to be the one that you allow to come into your life to save you. But I thought it was interesting that here his name is Jesus because that is his name. But then in the very next scripture, it says, and they will call him Emmanuel. Is his name Jesus or is his name Emmanuel? His name is Jesus, but have you ever heard of the, the saying, uh, um, the, the goat, right? Like the greatest of all time. Think about Michael Jordan, right? His name is Michael Jordan. But many call him, the descriptor of him, the goat, the greatest of all time. Jesus' name, he is your savior. And so you need him as your savior, but also something that is descriptive of him is that he is Emmanuel, God with us. And so you need him to be your savior, but you also can invite him to be with you. And so he is with you. Are you with God? Meaning he's more than just my savior. He's my Emmanuel. assurance in your heart that there is no height there is no depth there is no valley that will separate me from the love of God that is with me he's not just my savior he's with me and because he's with you he is not distant he is not far off and he is not uninvolved in your life Amen. Do you receive that today? May that be a reminder this Christmas. Would you bow your heads? Nobody looking around, maybe for you, the thing that you need to be reminded of today is that he is your savior. You've been doing life without him. And the beauty of of Christmas is that a savior did come Jesus did come to save you from your sins and today he was a part of bringing you to this this service he's been drawing you to him maybe today you would say you know what 
I'm ready to be with God, to allow him to be my savior and to, to start on a journey really of not just him being with me, but me being with him. And so if you would say, you know what, today I need to make that decision to be with God, to give him all of me, to make him Lord of my life, to receive him as a savior. Nobody looking around, I would love to pray over you. And the Bible says anyone that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. What's the name of the Lord? It's Jesus. And so I wanna encourage you, if that's you today and you're saying, you know what, I need to give my life to him. I wanna ask that you'd slip up a hand and as you slip it up, would you just call on the name of the Lord? And as you slip it up, just say Jesus. So if that's you and you need to give your life to Christ, why don't you slip your hand up at this time and just say Jesus, thank you. You can put your hand down. Father, I pray right now. I, I pray for this Dear woman that has slipped up her hand and said, today I'm ready to be with you. And God, I pray that she would know that you are with her. Father, I pray that you would forgive her, that you would make her brand new, and that she would walk in new life. In Jesus' name. And the whole church said amen. Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Louisville podcast. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the good news of Jesus, you can give by visiting lifepointlu.org forward slash give or text LCLOU to 77977. Thanks so much. We hope you have an incredible week.